Hey guys, uh, as David said, my name is Noah, and uh, yeah, we're, it, it's an honor to be back here and to be able to share um, what God has put on my heart for today, um, and even just to be in that space of worship and just kind of hearing what Holy Spirit is saying for today. Uh, that was really cool. In case you don't know much about me, uh, born in Toronto, came here when I was eight. Uh, known David since I was nine years old, as he said, and we were at Heritage Christian Academy. So, go Hawks! If there's uh, <laughs> if there's anyone here who's from there, but um, yeah, that was that was a that was a cool experience, and um, yeah, we got to be really good friends, probably because you know he's a really cool guy. But then also we just had a lot in common. Like my dad is also a pastor, and uh, he, yeah, so that all the experiences that come with that, like we were also um, playing basketball, volleyball together every single year for every um, sports team. And then you were also on Rev 7, which is like the worship team. Yeah. So, yeah, I love drumming. Um, it's, it's awesome. Worship is amazing. And so uh, that's a little bit about me, but I'm sharing about Holy Spirit, and I guess the title for today's message is Holy Spirit, the person. And yeah, I'm just going to share a little bit from my experiences, because like, there's a lot that you could say about who the Holy Spirit is and, and the way that the Holy Spirit works in our lives and in our midst, but I'm just going to share some, some experiences that I've had and, I, and like how I hear him working in my life and today. And so... Uh, my first thought that came to me when I, was, when I was thinking about Holy Spirit is, have you ever come to the realization before that early impressions really matter? They can make a difference with how you think about yourself, how you think about others, an organization. And, you know, I'll never forget how from, I think, around grade nine through all through high school, um, I had a huge fro, right? Like, I, I had a huge afro. Uh, there are a lot of people here who can attest to that. But, uh, yeah, that was, it was a great experience. I mean, like, I enjoy looking back at the pictures that, that I had of me in that state. And uh, I also think, though, like, I can't imagine putting that amount of effort and work into my hair today, right? Like, that's just something I'm not, I'm not interested in doing anymore. Um, but the interesting thing about having a fro, just like having any other type of hair, eventually there comes the day where you have to get a haircut. Like, it, it still comes, right? And so it might not be as often, but that day does come. And I don't know if you know this, but finding someone who knows how to cut a fro properly is a serious challenge, right? <laughs> like, First of all, if you have, like, black hair, you can't really go just to any barber because they might mess it up. So you have to go specifically to people who know how to cut, like, black people's hair, right? And then on top of that, even from those people who know how to cut black people's hair, it's like there are so few of those people who actually know how to cut a fro. And, and like, it's kind of funny because the one person who I could trust at that point in my life to cut my hair was my very bald dad, right? Like, and like, I'm not saying you can't be a bald barber and be really successful, right? But like, 
he ha- he, he's not an active barber, right? Like he's cutting no one's hair but mine, right? And it's interesting because he hadn't had hair at that point for probably like 20 years. And so um, it's funny how he was the one person I could depend on to cut my hair. But I remember eventually getting to the point where I was like, dad, you, you messed this part up. Like this part could have been a little bit better. Like, and I just like, I kept like having these little, you know, nitpicks about the way he was doing it. And so I'm like, you know what? The people at the barbershop see how many heads of hair every single day. Like I should be able to walk in there and get a haircut, right? And so like I reasoned with myself, I thought about it and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go. Like I'm gonna make the leap, take the plunge and I'm just gonna go to the barbershop and get a haircut like everyone else, right? And so... I went and um, yeah, I just, I can't explain what fully happened at the end of this experience. I just, I can tell you I wasn't happy, right? Like, and uh, I realized, you know what? There's a reason why I was trusting my dad at that moment. And I'm, I don't know, that impression just really stuck with me for a while. And like now because of that experience, it's really hard for me to switch from the barber I have to a barber I don't know. Like, you better have a reference. Like, I better know the person that whose hair you've cut. Like, I get that you have pictures on Instagram, but I don't know those people, right? I don't know these reviews. And so I need somebody who I actually know and can trust to, to do that. And so that impression really sticks with me, like, to this day. And I remember my first impression of God and, and Holy Spirit when I gave my life to Jesus. Yeah, it was a day I'll never forget. Um, I remember feeling this invitation to someone who really knew me and cared about me. And, you know, like, I remember having these thoughts, like, you know, he sacrificed his son and he gave his life for me. Like, who does that? Like, as much as, like, a five- or six-year-old can contemplate that thought, but, like, I really was moved and stirred in that moment and on that day to give my life to Jesus. And I could feel the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit all around me. And I might not have like fully understood at that time exactly how or who the Holy Spirit was. But looking back on it now, I can definitely say the power and the presence that I felt was the Holy Spirit in that moment. And... You know, but when I talk about Holy Spirit, I guess the question I'm, I'm asking is, who am I talking about when I say Holy Spirit? Like, who am I talking about when I say the Holy Spirit met me that day? Because I feel like in church circles, we've got this concept of God really nailed down. Like, we have God the Father. He's the creator in heaven. He made the entire universe and the world around us. And so, like, He's someone we can kind of wrap our brains around. And then there's Jesus, the son, like the human being who came in flesh and, and, and walked among us and was the human form of God. And so we're, even though that part's a little bit more complicated, like eventually like we can wrap our minds around that. But I feel like there's this kind of, I don't know if it's like a weird vibe or like a misunderstanding when it comes to the idea of who the Holy Spirit is and And it seems like we don't really get who he is sometimes. But when we read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. So 
the Spirit of God or the Holy Spirit was there in the beginning. And then in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, it says, This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was there when Jesus came into existence as well. And when you read all through Acts, you'll see examples of the Holy Spirit moving and leading the followers of Jesus as they did all these crazy miraculous things. And and they were led by him to go to all these different spaces and, and all this exciting stuff was going on in their lives. And so when you go through scripture, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit was there at the beginning you know, he was there when Jesus was there. He was there in Acts. When they, when after Jesus, he was there at, in Revelation. He's there all throughout the book. But sometimes it feels like the way we talk about the Holy Spirit is the way we talk about just like this like energy or like this force that like this, this type of spirituality that the world talks about. And, and like I get why that happens because sometimes when the Holy Spirit touches our hearts and our lives like we feel energized or like we feel the power and and the force and like him moving through us but I don't know when we talk about Holy Spirit in this way we we diminish the reality that Holy Spirit is a person and like when I say person like obviously I'm not talking about how you and I are people like that we're human beings but um, my first point to today is for today is that the Bible tells us that Holy Spirit is actually a being And I know some of you are probably thinking, like, I don't really think that Holy Spirit is an energy or a force. And and we might think, yeah, like, that's not how I see him. That's not how I treat him. But why is it that, like, so, so often I hear people refer to the Holy Spirit as an it? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think we subconsciously do it without thinking. And like, I've done it too sometimes. If I do it when I'm talking today, give me grace, right? Because <laughs> I'm a work in progress, right? But like, if you were to notice a baby crying and, and, and the baby was there and you were to say like, oh, I think it's crying. Right? I think it's a little bit hungry. Like, first of all, you're probably going to get a lesson real quick from the parents on, like, how to talk about a child, right? <laughs> like, that's, that's just not how you do it. But, like, and, and the reality is it's just the way you're talking about the baby is just so impersonal. And, you know, it's clear from your statement and the way that you talk about that child that you have no relationship with that person. Because you would never talk about someone that you knew, a person, as an it, and when people describe Holy Spirit as an it, like we've, we've started to place him into this category of this impersonal energy or thing that just kind of collides with our lives that we have absolutely no relationship with. And I'm going to refer to him as he, not because he's like a masculine, you know, figure, but just like in the same way we refer to God as he, as his own being, I'm going to refer to Holy Spirit today as he. And, you know, I think about scriptures like in Luke Chapter 2, verse 25. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Luke chapter 2, verse 25. It says, At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him, 
and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you've promised. I've seen your salvation, which you've prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. How many of us here would love to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us today? How many of us would love to live a life where we're led by the Holy Spirit? In, in this story, it says the Holy Spirit was upon him, upon Simeon. And then it says that day the Spirit led him to the temple. How are we going to hear what Holy Spirit is trying to say to us, where he's trying to lead us in our lives, if the way that we think of him is this impersonal power that just kind of shows up in these moments in our lives? Like, how are we going to hear him and know what he's saying to us if we don't really know how to relate to him? Like, how to speak and to listen to him and, and to follow the urgings that he's placing within our hearts? I love this story because it's so simple. Like all that happened is he was filled, Simeon was filled by the Holy Spirit and he was led to go to the temple and he just met Jesus, right? It's so simple, but yet it's so deep and personal to him specifically. Like it meant a lot to Simeon, even though to someone looking at it, oh, a guy showed up to the temple, he met Jesus, right? But, and they didn't even know who Jesus was. But to him, it's like God cared about him personally so much that the Spirit of God led him in that moment just to meet Jesus. That's not the work of someone that's like, an impersonal force of something that's just like this thing that comes upon. It's, it's, a, it's from someone who actually knows you, who knows me, who knows and cares about us. One of the earliest mo like memories and impressions I have when I think about Holy Spirit is uh, being in a very charismatic church, right? Uh, and my dad was a pastor, right? So I was at church since, you know, before I knew who I was or what I was doing. And and so as I was there, I remember one of my earliest memories just being in church and like hearing a lot of like really loud voices and sounds and like stuff going on in the church. And I'm just like, I'm hearing this stuff. I'm like, wow, that's, that's really intense. Right? Like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I like there's, I learned later on in my life that like, yeah, this was the Holy Spirit. But in that moment, I'm like something really powerful is happening, it seems like. Or like I remember some other moments where people said they were led by the Holy Spirit to share something, but then like when you looked at what Scripture actually said about the Holy Spirit, it, it didn't line up with what those people were saying. And, you know, as we know, there's God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're the Trinity, right? So, so they don't contradict one another, right? The Word of God doesn't contradict what He has spoken, right? And so, um, you know, I learned about that later on, how, like, they probably weren't hearing from the Holy Spirit in that moment. But my impression, because of these early experiences, was that this 
thing would just kind of like take over and just show up all of a sudden and like make you do some really intense and like interesting stuff, you know? And like, it kind of messed up the way that I related to the Holy Spirit because I didn't fully understand him. And, you know, that thought process might seem familiar to some of you here today. It might be very different from how you were brought up in your experiences. But whether we realize it or not, when we call on the power of the Holy Spirit to show up in our lives, but we're not speaking to our Father in heaven, to the Holy Spirit who loves and cares about our personal lives so deeply the way that he did for Simeon, then we're actually treating him like an impersonal force. Right? Like when, whether we realize it or not, and like I know you, most of us wouldn't consciously say Holy Spirit is an energy. Holy Spirit is a force. But like the way that we react, the way that we treat him sometimes, just like, you know, come through, do this for me, like show up and do this. But like we have no conversations. We have no moments where we're just sitting in the presence of God and just like understanding what it means to hear and just dwell in his presence. So my second point in all of this is that if we, is that we have to get to know the Holy Spirit. Let's not treat God like a slot machine that we just, you know, call out these requests and expect him to show up. If we want to know what the Holy Spirit is saying to us today, we have to learn how to walk with him. And the more we obey and follow his leading, the more we'll get to know him and his heart. I feel like, yeah, we've all had these different experiences and impressions. And, you know, some of those experiences have made it different, like, difficult for us to relate to him as a person. Some of those experiences make us think, oh, he's only showing up in this moment. Like, I, can, I only call on him when I need the power, when I need to, to, for, for the boldness to show up in my life, but I don't actually have a conversation with him. The good thing is we don't have to be tied to those early impressions, to the stuff that we've been through, to our other experiences that we've had. You know, God has a better plan for us. In 1 John 4.13, it says, and God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. We dwell in the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's not always what we picture, but he leads us in our lives. I remember when I went to Bible college. Um, yeah, after high school, I took a year off and then I went to Bible college. And I remember going there and just having all these crazy different experiences with the Holy Spirit than I had known throughout my entire life. And like, like I told you, I've been a Christian since I was like five or six years old. And so I, like, I knew Christianity. I knew this idea of the Holy Spirit, but it was just, I began to hear him in just such a new way in my life. I actually started getting direction for where I wanted to go, for the thing I should do next. Like, I know sometimes we get to the point where we're like, God, what's, am I supposed to stay in this job? Like, am I supposed to go in a different direction? Like, am I called to sit with these people? Like, is this where you're calling me to be right now? Am I supposed to be in Calgary? And just like all these questions. And, and Holy Spirit started to lead me and like just guide me and direct me in a way that I'd never really experienced before in my life. And 
it was really cool. And like one either, or sorry, one other really cool experience too is just like, I remember even having one of my friends who I used to carry like up and down a set of stairs because he was in a wheelchair, right? And like, I just remember having to do that throughout the entire school year. And like, eventually there was just this one day where, um, I don't know, where people were praying for him or were praying for her. And all of a sudden she just like stood up and like started walking. And I was just like, what is going on here, right? Like, this is crazy. And I just started experiencing these moves of the Holy Spirit that are so different than I had known in my life. I was like, wow, this is incredible. This is amazing. And like, I can say personally, yeah, I was in a better place where I really wanted to hear from him. I really wanted to know him. And I was surrounded by a bunch of people who really wanted to know him and who really wanted to hear from Holy Spirit as well. But the thing that was actually different about me was my prayer life had completely changed, right? Like my time with God, just sitting and, and waiting in his presence and, and hearing his voice and like not always being there to just like make requests and to ask him to do stuff, but like to enjoy dwelling in the presence of God. Like that really changed in my life. And so like while I can say it was incredible that all of this stuff was happening and the Holy Spirit was moving in new ways, the thing that had actually changed for me was my, my, was my moments with God. I actually knew him. Right? I actually had a relationship with him. And, you know, it's funny, like, every time I, I try and prepare a message, it's just I try not to make it about, like, oh, it's about having a relationship with Jesus. But, like, let me tell you, when my Christian life had just, like, so drastically changed from what it was before to what it was after that, like, I just can't help but share that about who I am, right? And about what he has done for me in my life. Like, it just oozes out of every single thing that I talk about, how, like, my relationship with him was actually the foundation for all the cool stuff that happened after that. And, like, I was excited that Holy Spirit was moving, but what really changed was I knew how to speak to God. And I'm not saying God can't use you if you're not all the way there, because I'm not all the way there, right? Like, if God can use a whale and a donkey, right? Like, we're, we're, we're in good company, right? So, <laughs> but if you want to live a spirit-led life, if we want to do that, it's actually rooted in a relationship with God the Father, with Jesus the Son, and with the Holy Spirit and his power. I think about Jesus and, you know, he's a really good example to use and to look at when we talk about our faith, right? And he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And it says he fasted and he prayed and fasted for 40 days. And I don't know if you've ever fasted before, or if you've ever gone through, you know, some extended fasting but 40 days doesn't sound super exciting. Like, I've never, I've never done a 40-day no-food fast before. But, um, yeah, it seems really intense. But if you think about it, it was the foundation for the launch of Jesus' ministry. And, like, when we fast, the purpose of fasting is to get rid of all the stuff that's not God 
so that we can sit in his presence and actually hear him better, so that we can hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us and what he's speaking and impressing on our hearts. So before Jesus launched his ministry, he literally just hung out with God. He literally just hung out in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And, and like, I know I'm guilty of this, but like, how many times have we been in that place where we're like, God, please do this. God, please do that. God, please show up for me here. Like, Holy Spirit, please, I need your power right now. Holy Spirit, show up. And like, these are good things to ask. Like, I'm not saying like we should never ask for the Holy Spirit to come. But like, if that's the only type of relationship we have, then like, we're just missing out on so much more. And as you guys know, we're in the process of church planting right now. And yeah, the whole uh, process started in approaching fall of 2019. And I remember the way that it began was that Lydia and I were um, just in our living room at our house. And we were just praying. We were just hanging out with God. We were just sitting there and, and, you know, waiting to hear from him. And I remember we got this, this feeling that God was leading us to begin the process of church planting. And, like, at that point, we were already kind of a church group meeting together in a space already. But he was kind of calling us to take the next step and find our own location, find our own space. And really impact the people there and let them know, hey, like, there's something greater. There's someone who knows you. There's someone who loves and cares about you. And so we had that impression to start the process. And so we said, okay, like, we started praying and we started just trying to hear what the Holy Spirit was leading us to do. And we told our leaders and, and the leaders started praying and we all got together and, and we came to the conclusion <laughs> eventually that, okay, you know what, we need to start the process of church planting, so let's start it in 2020. Yeah, 2020, yeah. And uh, you might have heard of that whole pandemic, COVID thing. That happened, and, you know, I'm not saying we were led into the wilderness, but uh, it definitely felt like we were being led into the wilderness. And, you know, at least I wasn't being you know, tempted by the devil in the same way that Jesus was and having conversations with him. But like, my third point is that when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, he's going to call faith out of us. You know how much faith it takes to say, yeah, God, let's, let's do this church planting thing when like you're sitting at home and you don't even know if it's legal to go anywhere outside of your house, outside of a grocery store. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of tough. I don't know about you, but that was kind of difficult. And yeah, it's just having God say that to us and just being in this place where we're like, okay, we're going to listen. Like, I don't know what this is going to look like, but God, if, or if Holy Spirit, if you're pushing us and if you're leading us in this direction, like we're going to trust in you. Like we're going to lean into that faith that you're calling us into. And um, it's, it's cool, actually, that today we have these um, envelopes and these mustard seeds. That, like, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I really believe that Holy Spirit, as he speaks to all of us, 
is going gonna, is gonna to call us to a place where he's going to call us um, to move in faith. And, you know, obviously we couldn't launch in 2020 because we could barely meet up together, but it gave us lots of time in prayer, in rest, and in moments where we, we would just literally sit and, like, ask God, where are we going next? And, and people would, and our leaders and, like, our church were just praying. We'd get these, like, pictures and images of, like, God is taking us here. And, like, or this is a small picture of, like, what it's going to look like. And how many of you guys know when we get these pictures and images, sometimes we don't really get the full picture. We just kind of get, like, all right, this is what the next month looks like. So you just take that step, right? And it's just like, I don't know what's going to happen after that, but I'll just take that step and trust in you, God, right? And um, we eventually got to the place in 2021 as we were rounding out the year where we were like, okay, we got a location. Like we've, we figured out this is where we're going to meet up. This is where it's going to be. And uh, so we were excited. We set a date like the first service and at the beginning of 2022 it's gonna go down this is gonna be incredible but like just about in our hearts like we just couldn't get to the place where we had complete peace about moving forward and that's kind of stressful right like that's kind of tough when you're supposed to be the one that like all the the church is like looking to you like okay where are we going I'm like I think we're going here. <laughs> like, I, I think that's where we're going to go next. And um, it'd be great to give you a better answer, but I just can't right now. And um, it just felt like it was unfinished. And yeah, that's kind of how the Holy Spirit was moving and speaking to us in that moment. And as we got closer and closer, like we didn't know what it was going to look like. And all of a sudden... Lydia gets my wife, Lydia, my beautiful wife. I don't know if I introduced her already, but she's amazing, incredible, as, as David said. But she got connected to this uh, group through her workplace in downtown Calgary. And um, they were just like super on board with the idea of us coming through. And it was kind of crazy because the experience we had at the other location, like it was a really nice location. It had everything that we needed like everything was all set up and perfect but like just even the conversations we were having with them were just like do you really want us here <laughs> like I don't even know if we feel like fully welcomed in this place but like we're just kind of like having those conversations and and talking to them but then when we talked to these people it was just like such peace such an opening such like receptiveness that was clearly opened by the Holy Spirit and I felt like this was the reason why we weren't at ease, obviously, with the other spot. And although it didn't make sense in the moment and it was kind of stressful, Holy Spirit was leading us into something that was better than anything we could have seen with our eyes, right? Anything that we could have seen physically or sensed with our own emotions or, or tangibly, but like all that we could do was literally say, okay, Holy Spirit, like we're taking this step. And he opened up something so much more beautiful. And, and like... When I say that place was good, like, it was really good, right? Like, they, they told us, you know what, don't worry about the first month's rent. You guys should buy chairs since we don't have chairs for you guys here. And so they're just like, yeah, you guys do your thing. And just like, we're good, you know? And it's just, we're like, what? what's going on, right? Like, who gives you free, free rent, right? Like, who, who sets this up in that way? And it's, it's like, how many of us know there's a God who loves and cares about us personally, right? Holy Spirit, who knows us 
and our individual circumstances and situations. Not this thing that comes into these moments, but someone who actually knows and cares about us. Yeah, it felt like the wilderness, but it was just a journey of faith. And yeah, I'll be honest, it was like three weeks before we really figured out, like, this is the spot where we're going to, right? And like, I'm not saying, I don't like when people are like, oh, it was a Holy Spirit because it happened so last minute, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, like that's, not, that's not what I believe. I believe Holy Spirit can work last minute. He can also work in your plans. Let's not limit him to like that thing, right? But like, it just really took faith for us to believe where he's taking us. And when, I, when we talk about walking in the spirit-led faith journey with the Holy Spirit, and we say, God, and we say, Holy Spirit, I want you to speak to me in my life. I want to be led by you to wherever you're taking me. I want to know your plans and your thoughts for me. I want to enjoy dwelling in your presence. We think about all this stuff. It just begins with a relationship with him. And like whatever your experiences have been in the past with the Holy Spirit, I really believe that he just wants us to know him, to dwell with him. And he wants to repair those things that we've had that have like misled us or like gave us a weird understanding or just like a weird impression of who he is. I really feel like Holy Spirit today wants us to, to leave this place knowing that it's enough to just sit in his presence, that it's enough to just hang out with him, and that as we know him, as we get to know him, he's going to call us out to new levels of faith. And so I just want us all to maybe take a moment to bow our heads and to really have a conversation with God because I think the Holy Spirit, I know the Holy Spirit is here in this place today. And I know he has something that he's calling us to. I know there's a new level of faith that he wants us to walk into. I think what he wants more than just those moments where he shows up has a powerful move is to actually, for us to know him, for us to have a conversation with him, for us to enjoy just sitting in his presence. So if your prayer today is God like or Holy Spirit, help me to know you. And know that you, help me to know you as the person. Maybe that's your prayer. You feel like you already have that relationship with him. Like maybe your prayer today is Holy Spirit, like what is that new level of faith that you're trying to call out of me today? desire someone else's experiences. Let's desire our own personal encounter, our own personal relationship with him today. If we need to change our desires, let's, pray, let's, let's ask him, Holy Spirit, can you help me to change my desire for you today? <laughs> 